we get the first look at Loki Season 2 in a brand new trailer. Disney, unfortunately, has another theme pack ride that has failed at the box office. And we've got some really unfortunate news that might happen to the director of the Secret Invasion Marvel's TV show. Before we get into all that, you guys know what comes up next. Welcome to the Light Camera Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Lights Camera Rant. For anyone new, welcome. For anyone who's coming back, you know exactly where to sit. So, we are currently live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook all the same time. As well as, I have to do a massive shout out. This past week, we had the guys over the Couch Cowards podcast. They're another Aussie podcast. They come on for an episode, a special episode. It went really well. And uh, it was a fantastic chat with them. Some crazy stories. some And a great contest of killer or cosplayer. Now, that was a complete surprise to me. And it was a competition, and I need you to go check it out and see who actually won. Uh, spoiler alert, unfortunately, it might have not been me. <laughs> uh, but as you guys know, we get into the pop culture news first, and then we get into reviews, which for this week, we are looking at Twisted Metal and the other half of Barbie Heimer, Barbie Heimer, which is the Barbie movie, which... Wow, that is, that is, wow, is the best way I can put that uh, for that particular movie. But look, guys, we should need to get into this. Because as I said, Couch Cowers podcast, go check them out. They are another Aussie podcast. Great bunch of guys, and the sky is the limit for them. So definitely go check them out. Uh, links will be in the show notes. So... What a wild week we've had in the past. What a wild week we've had. Honestly, uh, just after filming the last episode, we got the brand new trailer poster for Loki Season 2. So it's interesting knowing the fact that I don't recall in a very recent time or since Disney Plus, you know, came, came about with all Marvel TV shows, of where the show ended to when uh, the marketing material for the next show started coming right up. I think the most that we got was a poster, and that was about it. But this was almost like 24 hours after uh, Secret Invasion ended that we got the brand new poster for Loki and the brand new trailer. Now, of course, the trailer has gone nuts. Areas loved it. I loved it. Uh, there is ref it's as uh, references to spy across the spyverse in there. We get to see the new villain, and it looks to be just as wild as the first season. And I honestly can't wait when this drops. And it's going to be a wild time because when this drops, this uh, we're going to Soka, and then Soka leads straight into Loki. So for a good six or seven weeks, we're going to be doing. Ahsoka, 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 Loki, 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 Loki. That is how we're going to look. So definitely go check out our YouTube upcoming live schedule to see which episodes of when we'll line up bringing Ahsoka and Loki. Now, the big debate with uh, Marvel at the moment was because they dropped 
the poster and the trailer so quickly was is there little faith or is it a confirmation the fact that uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion was a bomb? That's the biggest question. Because we all know, especially from last week, it, that the final episode was... It didn't live up to expectations for a lot of people. It's, uh, I think it's bombed the Rotten Tomatoes. And not to mention the director, uh, Ali, uh, has come forward saying he's fully expecting to receive death threats uh, over what he did. Spoiler alert on what, he, on what happened with Rhodey and Endgame, the Civil War, or... Where does he land? To me, he has he was a scroll after Endgame because, as I said, with the wonderful guys at Earth Eight Nine Four, was the fact that he was crawling, he was crawling in Endgame because he hadn't had purpose for his legs. So I'm pretty sure it's after Endgame. But the massive, utter massive uh, excitement for Loki it just shows you how good Tom Hilston is how good the first season was and <clears throat> how we're all ready to see this character return. Now, obviously, the big tricky thing is whether or not, I highly doubt there will be a season three, but where is this going to lead for Loki in future? Where is this going to lead in the whole spectrum uh, that is the Marvel Universe at the moment? Which, again, people were saying, which I partially agree it does feel incoherent a little bit jagged of where everything's sitting however i still have a lot of faith in kevin feige moving forward even though some people may not have a lot of faith at the moment which i fully i fully understand but stay with me and stay with marvel because loki it just looks really good because you remember he's currently now in another universe on, it's a different Morbius that knows uh, Loki and and aware with Sylvia. We just see good like flashbacks that we saw in uh, season one with them going to different timelines. But I am so pumped for this and just to dive back into this world. And I know again, this is have no doubt this will be an absolute banger of a season because if you go and look online and look at top Disney Plus TV shows. Uh, top rankings, top rated, top favorites, all of them. Loki is one or two. It is right up there. And the other one being WandaVision. And then you get into every other show. But that Loki first season, which I I can't believe it's new, it's been two years since it came out. Because I remember how excited, I remember when it ended, I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, holy shit, what? Kang, we weren't going to see Kang for so long. Um, which, potentially, we will probably not see Kang for very long again. Uh, which I do have some news on that as well. But, uh, tell me what you guys think. Are you excited for Loki Season 2? What did you think of the trailer? And what is something that you really want to see? And, well... I think one thing we all don't want to see is anything end up like Secret Invasion, for the love of God. Uh, now, this is one thing I do want to get off my chest, is I do want to say uh, R.I.P. Uh, Davis Consolences for Paul Rubin, who played Pee Wee Herman. 
Unfortunately, this past week he did uh, pass away with his long battle against uh, cancer. Uh, you will know him from Pee Wee Herman, and you will also know him for the comic fans as the Penguin and the Batman Returns, and also he did come back in the Gotham TV show. Um, very sad. Uh, my deepest condolences to his his family and his pets. Uh, yeah, RIP, Mr. Pee Wee. Now, this is what I was saying. This, so obviously Disney remake or reboot button again every single time uh, they made an upcoming Haunted Mansion movie now it's got a stellar cast uh, in the entire thing now it's really <coughs> sorry excuse me now it's really interesting because this movie I feel with everything going on the marketing material for this wasn't really hyped uh, I don't know if that was like my, just my perception, but I don't remember seeing it everywhere. Nobody was talking about it. Um, I and no one, like even people who were just casual movie goers, my friends, and went like, "Oh, are you gonna go review Haunted Mansion? Or are you gonna see Haunted Mansion?" Um, it's almost feeling like uh, Disney would just try to sweep this under the rug, like just where like, no, we don't need, don't need it, don't. I'm not too sure. So, because the reason I'm saying this is the box office has shown results. It's only made $25 million at the box office with its release. And it is the lowest, the lowest performing uh, movie based on a Disney ride. That's how bad it is. And look, uh, I've seen some of the community reviews. They're a little bit mixed about the whole thing. Um, however,. I think this is one movie that you can miss uh, from the plethora of movies that's coming out and out right now. Uh, between Oppenheimer, Barbie, Meg, and I'm about to give a Grand Jerusalem movie. This is something that you probably can give a miss uh, because it is not looking good. And again, is it, uh, is it, is it again, people don't want to see reboots or is that, or remakes or is the fact that you know, this was just dead on arrival, and Disney's like, and eh, nah, 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 now it's going to watch this. Let's, let's just get rid of this. Let's just fold it away. Uh, but it's sad because there's a lot of good actors in that in that movie. Uh, now, this was a little bit surprising. Uh, so right now, with the massive juggle that is the DC universe and the Artemis is... Uh, Gal Gadot has come forward in an interview and said the fact that she is currently working on Wonder Woman 3 uh, with Peter Safran and James Gunn. Now, look, it's it's a it's a twisted thing because there's a part of me that's like, I want Gal Gadot to have another crack at Wonder Woman and not just another bloody cameo, but to have another crack and... After the dismal display of Wonder Woman 2, after Wonder Woman 1 was just fantastic. However, if you make Wonder Woman 3, are you confusing the audiences of the casual viewer again with worse having than currently in DC? Like, are you still just going down that road and just confusing everybody on... Uh, you know, this is your this is your Wonder Woman. This is not connected. This is not connected. The Batman's not connected. Uh, the Joker's not connected. But this is. But don't worry, Blue Beetle is connected and moving forward. Aquaman two isn't. 
The Flash is meant to reset everything. Like, are you just piling on more shit um, moving forward? Like, again, it's that argument of just maybe, which I thought was going to happen, is that James Gunn just needs to hit that full clean slate reboot button. Like, don't get me wrong, like, the Joker 2, okay, that's that's fine. Batman 2 is fine. You know, Wonder Woman 3 might be pushing it a little bit because I know there was also conversations whether or not uh, Jason Momoa might be staying on as Aquaman. Like, where does that, where does that line of, like, you, you're you taking too much of the old and bringing it to new and making it more confusing? Like, again, I as I said, I have complete and utter faith in James Gunn. Uh, you know, in James Gunn we trust. But is this maybe pushing you to do part? Too bad. Obviously, after Wonder Woman two, no one's really going. No one's really pushing for Wonder Woman three. No one's really going for it. Should we just, you know, Gal did a fantastic job as a character, but we just click. You know, do we just recast new set, new set, and do uh, do a Wonder Woman, uh, new Wonder Woman outfit from like Wonder Woman fifty two or something like that? You know, change her outfit, which is she's got plenty to choose from. But do you just moving forward on that? That's the problem. Uh, also, for Guardians Galaxy fans, if you do not know already, Guardians Galaxy 3 is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. I can't wait to go watch this uh, again. Uh, like as I've said in previous episodes, every Disney movie that has come out... Uh, sorry, every Disney movie. Every Marvel movie that has come on Disney+, Plus, except for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, I haven't gone back and watched because uh, I'm, you know, I've like seen the movie. I know it back to front, but I haven't got to watch it. This is the first one where I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch this, especially for all the extra bits that's going to be on it. Uh, all the extra bits uh, behind the scenes. There's going to be so much on it, and I can't wait to watch this. It's it's just. It's just, it's a great ending. It's sad. It's everything in between. And I guess for those people that are, uh, you know, for those people that just hate your Marvel, yes, it's Marvel the old. It's only good because old Marvel are not new. Shut up. It's still part of the, it's still part of Marvel. And it's just as good as, as the rest of Marvel, Doctor Strange. Well, it's better than Doctor Strange, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yes, all streaming right now. Uh, now, this one's interesting. Now, Emily Blunt, had, in a recent interview, she said that she is ready uh, for Edge of Tomorrow 2. Apparently, the director has shown her a script for Edge of Tomorrow. Now, this is a movie with Emily Blunt of Tom Cruise. It's a futuristic one. Uh, rep- um, uh, like Groundhog Day. Uh, Grand- Groundhog Day wouldn't. The- <laughs> Groundhog Day wouldn't. The world gets invaded, essentially. Now, it's funny because right now, Falker is very busy with Mission Impossible. So I don't think he'll be stopping anytime soon uh, to do that. So it's going to be interesting whether or not we'll actually get to see an Edge of Tomorrow. Do you want to see an Edge of Tomorrow too? I watched it. I was a bit like, I was like, okay, cool, cool. Actually, movie, Grand Hug Davy Space. Cool, cool. Can't say... I had a big inkling to go, I need to see a sequel to this. I need to see a number two. Desperately. Um, yeah. 
it's it's interesting when some people go like, oh, I know, I want to make number two of this. I'm like, who is asking? Who is asking for a number two? Honestly, like, who is asking for this? Um, but uh, I think, Emily, you're going to be waiting a little bit longer. Now, this is interesting. Now, because uh, the director of The Incredible Hulk said the fact that he uh, in the un- unplanned, sorry, the cancelled Incredible Hulk 2, where he was going to include Grey Hulks, Red Hulks, all Hulks of all kind into it. Now, a big thing of this is with Incredible Hulk, obviously there was uh, there was issues. Edward Norton and uh, it never Incredible Hulk never got off Incredible Hulk two never got off the ground. Whether I don't know, I don't know how much plans there actually were to create another Incredible Hulk. Now, only now, pretty much now in Captain America uh, Brave New World. Are we actually seeing the characters from this movie in more light? So yes, we got Ross. Uh, how it how it works? We get Ross in that. We're getting Ross. Uh, we're getting um, so Becca, Betty, and, and we're getting the leader in, in our coming movie. Um, but it's it's hard to say. I I could be wrong, but I don't know how much there actually were plans to actually make another Incredible Hulk two. I don't even know where you would have put it. Because everything being shifted and pushed back, I don't know where you would have put Incredible Hulk 2 and where it would fit. I feel I still like how much Hulk we did get in Phase 1, 2, and 3. Um, and I did, yes, before you attacked me, I did like She-Hulk 70% of the time. But you know, Mark Ruffalo did a fantastic job, but... Do kind of wish Mark Ruffalo was there from the start. Things would have been very different, I, I do believe. Uh, and as said, uh, Paul Ali, the director of Secret Invasion, he is not. He's kind of very aware that he might be death threat for Secret Invasion, which is not, which is uncalled for. People don't do that to him. He just directed it. Uh, he signed for it, and yeah, probably one thing is as terrible as. I feel like the uh, the ramifications of Secret Invasion is going to last for a while. This will be hot debated for a very long time. But let's everyone just focus on Loki. Secret Invasion is done until we until Marvels comes out, and then we we go down this road going, "Oh, and this is what we've been happening." Well, Marvels is coming out at the end of the year. So it's going to be very interesting to see how much of Secret Invasion will bleed into that and bleed into other things. Well, actually, Secret Invasion will bleed into Armor Wars. But that's where we go. So that is the biggest hot topic that's happened in the past week. Uh, with all the news that's happened, there's going to be so much that's going to come out more. But we're going to get on to our two reviews, which we're going to look at Twisted Metal. So it was so funny when this uh, dropped because I was like, I was like, oh cool, I'll, I'll flick it on and I'll, I'll watch one episode. And I, I think I had uh, the ten weeks planned out. I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of, uh, there's gonna be a lot of uh, twisted metal, uh, Barbie, sorry, just no, sorry, twisted metal and Soka and Loki coming up forward. And I thought, wow, that's gonna be a lot to review. So I. 
put the first episode on. So for for Australia in Australia for Peacock, we don't have Peacock. It we're on Stan. Uh, so that's different. So turn it on. Played the first episode, and I went to the second episode as well. I was like, oh, okay, they did a double feature, and then the third episode played. I was like, oh, that's right. It's on Stan, not Disney, which means we get the entire season at launch. Thank God. Ah, oh, so I binged the entire thing. It was just one of those things like, oh, that's right. This is normal. This isn't different. Because um, so far this year, obviously, uh, The Last of Us was weekly, and then all the Disney Plus shows have been weekly. So it was really nice <coughs> to finally get a TV show. The bulk of it. So you could actually do a binge. Actually, no. So it was the other, uh, Wednesday. Last time I could actually do a binge watch was with uh, Wednesday. Uh, it It's... Uh, Cal, uh, on YouTube, it is fantastic. I am... It can't... I was so surprised about this. So, this show... This is the thing, is that um, I still went into this, watching it, Still having that video game curse in my head of how's this going to turn out? How are they going to translate it? Is it going to be a hot mess? Is this the one that's going to not be? Yeah, is this the one that's going to no punted, crash and fail? Because you know we've got The Last of Us, which was nearly a picture perfect from uh, from video game to movie. You saw the frames; it was fantastic. So that was really positive. Now, as we get into this, Twist Mel's just dropped. Gran Turismo is coming out next weekend. So it's going to be, so is it going to live up to the hype? Now, <laughs> when this was first announced, I was like, okay, interesting. Then they picked Twisted Metal. I thought, okay, of all TV shows, how's this going to work? And there was Anthony Mackie, um, and Samoa Joe is Sweet Tooth with Will Arnett uh, playing as a titular character. Uh, oh, sorry, voicing the character. Uh, <coughs> I was like, okay, let's get into this. And honestly, straight off the bat, do not miss this show. So we're interested into we're introduced into Anthony Mac, his character John Doe who can't remember a certain amount of his past. Um, as he's, as he can't remember his past, but however, that's true. That's true. No such thing. Mortal Kombat, Tomb Raider 1, 2, Remake, Ramage, Mario movie. Oh, well, that's, well, that's, that's right. That's the thing. Those, Mario broke the curse. Sonic broke the curse. Terminator, Terminator uh, 1 and 2, I think one was better than two, if I remember it, and Mortal Kombat. So, I do apologize. Yes, so the curse has been broken plenty of time, but I still have that going in mind. Is like, will they go into ruin this? But, so far, the curse has been, bro- been every single time moving into the lot, moving moving forward. So, Twisted Mill does not suffer that. So, when going into this Going to this, Anthony Mackie's character is a milkman. He's a delivery man. Goes to country, sorry, to state, to state, to do. Well, doesn't go too far, but as just delivering, um, we get a big picture of this entire world. 
uh, we do see we and how post-apocalyptic it is. Very big Last of Us vibes. Very much. Except no disease. Just no internet. The world just imploded, basically, as you wouldn't think the world would it do. Um, and we do just see that he is... <coughs> He is striving to have a normal life. He wants to uh, just you know, live. So major cities, they've all been fenced off with a giant wall and they live normal. They live fine. And he wants that life after being a milkman for so many years. After he'd been a milkman for every like, age, you'd probably be at least, uh, as say, at least 20 years or more, he's been a milkman. Um, and they all, obviously they all know him. And then, uh, as the first episode progresses, we also get introduced to Stephanie, uh, Britt's character, which her name is Quiet, because she doesn't talk at the very start. And we, spoiler, we don't actually find out her name at all. The entire first season. Um, <coughs> and we also get actually Sweet Tooth very early on as well, uh, in the second episode, which... They have nailed the character of Sweet Tooth. He is just absurd, just as messed up, just as creepy through the entire season. So it's 10 episodes. They go for about roughly about an hour each. But Sweet Tooth, just as creepy. This show is a mix-up mix up of like Deadpool, Zombieland, uh, and Death Race partially i'll get into that that later on so uh it comes in the fact that he uh goes to san francisco uh he has this very special delivery he has to make if he can do this delivery to this other state and come back then he's off the, a normal life and then that's where he, uh, that's where he wants and he's taken the deal and he'll never have to be a milkman ever again so as you would know in any journey movie there is there is a lot of blood. There's a lot of action. There's more characters that pop up. Um, like I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Agent Stone, play, played by Thomas Church. Which it was funny. The last thing I saw Thomas Church in was uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. He was obviously just Stan Sand, uh, but he plays a great villain. Uh, we also get a couple of sidekicks called Stu, who's just you know, trying to make his way, but he gets caught into this whole mess um, with all the cops, Agent Stone's crew that try and be the new Lord Order into the world of this post-Hibbolic world that's Esker. Um, and it's just, uh, every episode, I didn't feel like there was a lull at all. I didn't feel like there was a lull of, um, of the, and it just, the fact that, yeah, oh, I was, okay, that was a bit of a side episode, or that was a bit of a side episode, um, yeah, which you do feel in some uh, Disney Plus TV shows, Marvel shows, I will admit, you know, like, okay, this is just a filler episode, um, but this, this episode for episode for me goes for beat for beat for beat, and the CGI is, the comedy is so funny, so dark, uh, as the story progresses, it's just, obviously, you feel sorry for these characters. One episode's really messed up, and you realize how people try to cope in all this madness. Um, we've got Mr. Mark My Words on YouTube. Thanks, man, for coming past. 
Um, it is one episode where you find out that a whole town of people to cope and everything uh, made servants out of everybody. And if they did anything wrong, would chop off their fingers or their ears and wear like a necklace. That's kind of how weird things get uh, in this. Uh, feel sorry for the what? Uh, <laughs> um, it's really weird and it's just dark and twisted. So if you have that sense of humor, you're going to love this. And all the performances are fantastic all the way through. And there is a lot of gaming references. Like the first one, first episode, you do see uh, actually a, an old cover of Twisted Metal uh, and the, our ga- original game. So Twisted Metal has been around since 1995. So the game is, for anyone who doesn't know, is that you get into a car and you, and you have machine guns, missiles, weapons to try and destroy each other. And it will be on, you go on different maps. I was on PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. And we're dying from it came on to PlayStation 5. Uh, but what made this series so, uh, remember, so fantastic was A, the action in the cars, and B, the story. So the story would be Twisted Metal was a contest. Whoever, you know, whoever won was champion. But each character was messed up. It was either. Uh, an ex-murderer or a, um, a serial killer or, you know, so as simple as John Doe just trying to make his way through it or there was a family or um, something's gone wrong, like, and the stories were just dark and it was fantastic. And it kept that all the way through all the games on which ending you picked. So I could, so the twist bell is, the, the demand is there, the hype is there, and I hope they make a season two of this because the way it ended, we got a whole bunch of new characters that were from the video game and even said she even had the uh, Calypso is holding a tournament. And I was like, yes, yes, this goes straight into the video game. But uh, another video game reference was uh, Anthony Mackie's ca- uh, character was trying to get his car started. So he pressed all these buttons. Oh, and he even said like R2, R1, X, left, right. Um, like as you would know when you play Grand Grand, Grand Story San Andreas and have all those codes in your head. Um, and you deceive that. And obviously uh, right at the end, there's more game references uh, when they do this giant battle, which feels taken straight from the video game into it. There are so many different players in it. <laughs> it's just a utter war zone but I highly recommend you watching this I was just for a Disney Plus show sorry Disney for a Peacock original based on a video game that uh, it has a particular audience the cast of characters the story now obviously this is this isn't I will be. I will let you know. This story isn't on the video game straight away. This is a basically a ten episode prologue to the actual tournament of Twisted Metal. That's how far. That's how much you. That's how much it's going to. So the season one ends with basically a Twisted Metal about to happen the very next day, which Anthony Mackie's character, because he's now stuck in. Uh, playing this game and 
and where there's a scene where Calypso is putting up all the different drivers and every single driver is from the video game. And it's got to look so good. And the sad thing is that as much as I really want, it's like, oh, yay. Oh, we're going to make a season two. I'm like, mm, let me do the math. All right. Season one, two, camera, yeah, we're in trade three, three. Uh, mm, like we're about 2025 to get season two. But there has been no word of season two right now. But as I said, if you're a Deadpool fan, Zombieland fan, uh, Twisted Metal fan, obviously, you will love this show. And all the feedback I've been seeing is everyone's been so surprised about it. But I can, honestly, every character you do meet, you want them to almost be on screen for, for more because they're funny and they're different. Um, there's also one guy that has an absolute massive dong that just that uh, crushes a watermelon. So hopefully that tells you exactly what that kind of um, that kind of uh, show is going to be. So Twisted Metal has my full approval onto it. And you need to go check it out now, especially the fact you could actually binge the entire thing and not have to wait week to week to week after week after week after week. week. So let's get into Barbie, the other half of Barbie Heimer. All right. So Barbie, when I saw this, I I looked at it like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go see this. Now, that was before Barbie Hammer actually kicked up right into gear. Uh, and then when that kicked up the gear, the first trailer, the first reviews for it, were it's all really positive. So Barbie had a budget of $140 million. Currently right now, in the box office, it has made eight hundred and seventy-two million dollars worldwide it is on the verge to go to one billion dollars the box office if it hasn't already at at as i'm recording this uh if it hasn't already crossed that uh, bar is is uh, outperformed uh the batman uh, rob harrison it is just skyrocketed with all this happening i was like okay with my friends like all right let's go watch it let's 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 uh Let's go watch this. Let's see what, let's see what all the hype is. Uh, my, obviously, Margaret Robbie is a fantastic choice. So, when you go to watch this, uh, now, for all those people that did the back-to-back Oppenheimer and Barbie, anyone who's still on the fence about that, go see Oppenheimer first, then go see Barbie, because you'll be a lot happier when you watch uh, Barbie. So... The basically when this movie starts is spoilers, 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 spoilers. When this movie starts, we are introduced into the world of Barbie, Barbie Land, uh, which every single Barbie is all very different, uh, and as you would know from the toys, and also has their own uh, agendas, but their own a name. So, for example, President Barbie, Weird Barbie, um, Night Out Barbie, um, you know, Teacher Barbie. Professor Barbie, they all have, they all have their particular roles, uh, and the world is vibrant. It's obviously pink, very pink. Uh, and as we see, we see it a normal day, and just how floatier an air, if you will, with Margot Robbie, um, 
how we do how we do see how it does and all this entire town how things are a little bit weird because of it's always is toyland how like the beach is fake the water is fake and they don't drink or eat properly uh obviously it keeps on the toys keeps the back and forth between like how the toys work to how they work very well um so when they obviously pick up a pick up a mug they go drink no water comes out but they're fine they're, they're all fine and obviously uh you can see when margaret robbie gets out of her heels her feet still are upright and then as the first day as the first day we get to see this entire land we get to meet all the cans all the different cans with ryan gosling and with a narration from uh helen oh, i forgot her name helen uh oh helen uh helen Mirren. that's it helen Mirren. uh she narrates uh i don't know why i was like megan or something helen Mirren. uh she narrates it and we get introduced into this entire world um but as this first day goes about uh right at the end uh margaret robbie's character is like uh do you ever think about death and like because they're at a giant party and they're like what and she's like oh no, no no i didn't mean it like that and you can see that she's having uh second thoughts <laughs> um she's having second thoughts and she looks seems to me a bit you know uh thinking too much so after that first day uh the second day she her feet no longer stay on that perfect heel form things start going wrong around her house and uh she's telling her friends about it and it's all you know we get to see all the other barbies worrying about her and tell her to go see Weird Barbie. Now, Weird Barbie is very kooky and crazy, but the best thing about Weird Barbie is the fact that she is the Barbie that, you know, uh, which you get to see a, a montage of it, her hair burned, her eyes colored with different colors, her dresses cut up and mashed together, um, doing the splits. Like, it just shows, you know, her, her body's the character, what would actually happen with those type of Barbies, which there'd be so many out there. And what Weird Barbie says is the fact that, which Weird Barbie, because of her, she's actually like castrated. She's actually not with the rest of the Barbies at all. Uh, she's far away from and lives far away. And she says, all right, this is happening to me. Um, and what happens is Weird Barbie says, oh, well, look, whoever is playing with you in the real world must be sad because they are doing that. You know, this is happening to you because you're you're feeling sad and you're not doing everything right so she's like yeah, you have to go to the real world which i do love there is a lot of comedy in this um and i found myself very laughing so the entire theater and she will go to the real world to find this girl now she has like some memories or like pictures that she can find out the girl so ken goes with her which ken did set her night before he's like oh can i stay over and she Barbie's like, no, it's girls' night. And Ken's like, every night's girls' night. He's like, ah. Oh. It's actually quite funny. At the time, movie does actually explain, which they do question later. They're like, oh, where where the Kens actually stay? Oh, I don't know. All the Kens, and then one, obviously the one character, which is Alan, played by Michael Sarah, which Michael Sarah embodies the character so much, and just because him. Um, so majority of all the toys have their moment to shine in this movie. And then what happens is when Barbie goes to the real world, she does find Sasha. Um, 
who she believes is playing with her, which kind of turns into a bit of a brutal, brutal uh, scene where she's like, uh, Margaret Robbie's like, I'm Barbie, I'm here to talk to you, uh, go through. And then Sasha like rips into her on like how much Barbie's setback feminism and how she's useless and what she's done, expectations, everything. It was just kind of brutal. And then Barbie walks away crying, which she does meet this little old lady uh, on a bench, which she turns around and goes, you're beautiful. And uh, to her, uh, it was a very special little moment. Uh, but then Ken, Ken uh, came with her, surprised her, and he goes he goes off because he realizes he's being respected by women. And he goes to look up, um, goes to look like men in history in the real world and realizes, you know, men have controlled the world. Well, not men have controlled the world, but, you know, what everything men do, done, like Mount Rushmore, horses and all like this. Go And he starts getting obsessed. He's like, oh my God, I have to go back and tell the other uh, kids because he's like, oh my God, you respect me. Oh, what else do for my time? Uh, so Ryan Gosling embodied this character and you can tell uh you can tell how much he embodied you can tell how much how funny had doing this and margot robbie nailed barbie uh so after that happens with the school we get just to will ferrell who is the uh ceo of uh mattel obviously who own barbie um because it's by the fact that you know Barbie has left the real world, has left Barbie land. So they're aware of Barbie land and the fact that uh, Margaret Robbie's Barbie, who is stereotypical Barbie, has left. Apparently it has happened before that Ken leaves at any time. Um, not to mention uh, anyone from the real world can also go back into that as well, which is really interesting and really weird. Uh, but they can do that. And what happens is when they do, when they go... Uh, obviously, Will Ferrell, the team, go uh, go get Barbie. Um, Barbie bumps into Gloria, who is actually the woman who's been playing with her Barbie. And she's been drawing Barbie to have a little bit more emotion, not be as perfect, because Gloria is struggling with her daughter, Sasha. Beautiful story. Couldn't believe the fact that was Ugly Betty. Uh, after the movie, I was like, oh my god. Do you remember that? Do you remember... Ugly Bear TV show. I remember the promotion for that was just everywhere. I just everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, I couldn't believe that. Uh, but as they also help together, they go back to Barbie Land and they find that Ken is taken over in the in the Ken Dojo dungeon. Uh, dojo. It's so funny. He's fully embodied as. Uh, toxic masculinity or masculinity if you will and all the barbies have fallen for it um and they're all changed the whole world's changed and ken's about to change change it so the fact it's permanent at court uh at court and it gets to do a wild ride by the whole thing and we also get to see at one point barbie meeting uh ruth who was the creator of barbie um, get to meet her for some reason she is in a room in Mattel locked door by herself don't know why doesn't really explain why but yes she is um, and it leads into this into it leads into a massive fight between the cans and we get a wonderful scene rendition of Ryan Gosley playing 
saying I am uh, I'm Ken, uh, which is now in the hot, hottest uh, Billboard 100 top songs. So great, congratulations, Ryan Gosling. Uh, and uh, as it all falls, we will see this in great jumper of the clothing line called I'm Ken Enough, which sold out dramatically apparently after this movie, which of course it did. Uh, but as this movie progresses, the comedy is fantastic. The acting is great. The pacing is great. And yes, does this lead on to uh, feminism and masculinity and and how some people are like it's anti-men. It's not really anti-men. Like I said, it's a Barbie movie. So it's going to be a little bit like that. Um, but for I'd, ages 10 and up, 10 up to go see this movie this is more like a teen adult movie i would say this is very much like go take your five-year-olds to this movie it's not really like that but this movie how uh how the director has put this all together um with all of the characters is fantastic this movie is your must watch you're gonna have to go watch this it is I was just super surprised at how good it was. When I first heard about it, as I said, I was like, hmm, yeah, Barbie movie, how's that, how's that really going to come out? Holy shit. They, they, they knew the mission, they knew what to do, and they bloody nailed it. Even in the credits, it doesn't actually say, um, present Barbie or, <coughs> present Barbie or this Barbie. They all just say Barbies and Kens. The only characters that have uh, a bit of a difference is obviously stereotypical Barbie, Michael Robbie, Ken, and weird Barbie, because uh, they had more of a prominent roles. But that's that's about it for those, and it all goes down like that. Um, this is an absolute win for Warner Brothers, uh, and I don't need to see a sequel. I don't think you can do a sequel. It doesn't need a sequel, but this is definitely something you don't want to miss. If you can go to the movies, go see it. Take your family. It's a good time. Especially the fact that uh, Barbie goes and stays in the real world. And she, her big appointment is to go see her gynecologist. Yes, I am correctly with that. And there's one moment in the movie which I do love. Where Margaret Robbie's like, oh, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not beautiful enough. And Helen Mirren's like, uh, no two directors. Margaret Robbie's probably not the right person to say this to. Which is, of course, completely understandable. But Barbie is a win Go see it, go wear pink, and you're going to to love it. Please let me know what you guys think in the comments, and definitely come back to me. I would love to know what you all think. Uh, and it's weird to know that Barbie was always going to be played by Anne Hathaway and, or Amy Schwimmer when this movie rights were actually at Universal, which Universal lost the rights and went to Warner Brothers. I honestly... I don't know if it's because of material. I don't know because we see the movie and everything, but I can't imagine anyone else playing this movie, Barbie, then besides Margot Robbie. Really, same with Harley Quinn. Um, it's it's funny how you look at Harley Quinn and she's also playing Barbie. I did say, man, it was like you know, your first day at work until your last day at working. Like, hmm, that's very right. <laughs> um, but Barbie's killing killing at the box office. It is making bank. And I have no doubt there is sequel talks, which I hope do not happen because it is not not needed at all. Uh, 
isn't needed at all. Please, we don't need a sequel. <laughs> um, but look, guys, thank you very much for, for coming for this episode. As as always, please let me know what you think about Loki. Let me know what you think about um, Edge of Tomorrow. Would you want to see Incredible Hulk 2? Where do you think would have fit? Have you gone and see Twisted Metal? Have you gone and see Barbie? Let me know. And until next time, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to Lights, Camera, Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting. <laughs>